Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. It's the weirdest thing, Stephen, to say live from Las Vegas. Live from... Happy New Year, by the way, too. Happy New Year. It feels like two years. <laughs> it has been two years since we were here last, so it is uh, It is strange to be not only at CES, but out of the country. Leaving Australia was yeah. just was really... Uh, it, it was sort of like we we did it yesterday, yes. but yet so different. Regular listeners will be aware that we're, a, we're a, the first show at uh, CS is at Unveiled, and we are sitting in a food court. Yes. Thus, the lovely ambient uh, music. Yes, yeah, supplied our free. I hope there's the no, Bay. no copyright issues with us. Uh, well, it's rubbish, so they couldn't possibly <laughs> be making any money. Um, so you're right. The, the trip was interesting. I, I, you, you would have got so many questions like I did, just so many questions. Like, yeah. How did you do it? Da 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 da. da why? And all yeah. that kind of stuff. A lot but of I, people went to school on what we were doing. With I, the forms we had to fill out, the testing right. we had to do. And it's interesting because yours was different to mine. Like, yeah. I with I flew United, you flew Qantas. Now with United, um, we're both fully vaccinated, and there's an international travel certificate. Okay, boom. Yep. We download that from the government. That's a PDF. I printed it out because I thought I might need it. Yep. And then we both got a uh, same day uh, COVID test, test PCR. Which yep. we, to be clear, and I've had so much kind of weird flack about this, but I paid for it, right? People are like, you shouldn't have to pay. I'm like, no, I choose to travel. I should have to pay. That's well, fine. I'm the cool being, with that. Paying for it guarantees it's the speed of the test, yeah. so you get it within 24 hours. Why, why, should, but the get this. why, why should the government be giving free uh, free PCR tests to people who are traveling? It's exactly. My I choice agree. to travel. Yeah. You know? uh, but when we got to the airport, we checked in and showed the results. Then yep. they pointed out over their shoulder and said, oh, they're accepting rapid tests now, and you can do it same day. For seventy for seventy nine dollars, I paid one hundred and fifty. No, no. So that's the hist- that's out the front of the Histopath. airport. Histopath, yes, it is. Histopath. But I-, I made the decision that I wasn't going to drive to the airport, get a test, and then wait for a result, and then get knocked back on the day I'm travelling. Bugger yeah. that. Yeah. And for me, driving to the airport was a ridiculous thing to do the day well, before. Well, I considered because it because so I live away. a bit closer to the airport than you do. Yeah. So I considered that. But what I did, I booked and I, I paid for the test like three weeks ago. Yeah. And. It, there was a link to the places where I could get tested, yeah, yeah, yeah. and because I left on January the second, I had to get tested on New Year's Day, which yeah, was a public yeah. holiday. So it was really limited the number of places I could go. Yeah. So I ended up going to a drive-through in Mascot, which I thought was going to be quick. I was in the line, it was waiting for two hours in the, yeah. in my car. Yeah. But I look at it as like the people at the front of the line, if they had got there at five a.m. The place didn't open until 8, so they waited three hours anyway. Yeah. I got there at 7.30 and waited two hours, so worked but out. Anyway, we, it was it's very possible, it's very easy, and it's doable. Yeah. The interesting thing for me, though, um, we in the United app, we uploaded our um, vaccination certificate and the pos- uh, negative test results. Oh, so you had to upload oh, to the app. Right, the app, right. and then it was approved, travel-ready. I didn't show yeah, those Qantas documents. Yeah, didn't do that. Look, yeah. Listen to this. I didn't show those documents to anyone. Well, we, there was a After counter that, it was fantastic. at Qantas for that purpose. Yeah. Before you can check in, you've got to go to that counter, produce yeah. your documents, and then, okay, you've done this. They give you a little bit of slip of paper, and yeah. that means that you've shared your documents so you can check in. So what was LA, LA like for you? Uh, it was it was fine. We had a, a, like a three-hour layover in LA, so we arrived and... I tried to get an earlier flight, so I actually wheeled my bags to the next like terminal. A, like, was there a lot of people? At yeah, the... it was busy. Yeah, well, well, no, well, when we got through customs now, because we arrived in the evening. Yeah. Because QF11 used to take off in mid-afternoon to come to, to LA. Now it took off. It took off at 10 p.m. Yeah. So it arrived in the US 
normally arrives at like first in, yeah, 6 a.m. Right. and it's packed. Like there's so many flights arriving at the same time. This time we arrived, I think it was four o'clock in the afternoon and we, we got through customs in five minutes. So yeah. it was really quick. Is that what you're asking? Why, yeah, how exactly. fast it was? We, yeah. we were super quick. Yeah. And um, um, the guy the guy that was our customs guy was a real real angry bastard too. Oh, really? Not, not the happiest chap in the world. But anyway, <laughs> welcome to the US. <laughs> See, I've got a really, really lovely lady. She was oh, she was lovely. My bloke would have dead set complained if he won Powerball, my bloke. Really? Yeah. He was very grumpy. Wow. And what about, um, it wasn't an interesting uh, telling, because you had to prove to CES that you are vaccinated. Yes. Now, I won't lie. Um, it didn't seem a very comprehensive process for well, international travel. So if you're domestic here in America, you have a thing called CLEAR. Yes. Which is a kind of a... A approved system of electronic clearance for things. This yep. was just, here's your bit of paper. Someone looked at it and went, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. same. Well, we got our badges at the airport like you probably did. Yeah. So no, no, what, we got ours at CS. Oh, you got theirs. Oh, so you drove me, that's right. So what we did, we got, because it was like 10.30 at night, when we, it was 10 o'clock at night when we landed. They were still set up till midnight. Right. So we walked in. I went to the head of the, like, there was no one in front of me. I went to the line and the woman says, oh, look, I need to see your passport. I need to see your vaccine. You're clear? I said, what clear? I said, I'm from Australia. She says, yeah. oh, well, your vaccination certificate. Yep. So I pulled out the, the, the one that I printed out, the, yep. the, the Commonwealth recognised Australian certificate. Yep. And she checked my passport against it. Yep. And she went, okay. Yep, and so we, we, we went to the line and they uh, gave us our badges. Yeah. So everyone that is attending CS is vaccinated. Uh, everyone that's attending CS, uh, you're wearing masks in the, yeah. in the venues. As we are right now. We're and sitting in the food court of the Mandalay Bay with masks and on. And you're also given a, a rapid antigen test that you can take. You can choose to take if did you want. Did you get one? Yeah. Did you you, got, you grabbed the box? Of course I grabbed the yeah, box. Yeah, so did we, yeah. Mate, they're in short supply here and, in, and at home. I'm going to take it home and put it on eBay for 5000 That's I'll what I'm doing. I'll put it on eBay in America. They're, you know, they're, they're desperate <laughs> really? for them here. Are they, are they in short supply here too? Yes. Yeah, wow. That's the thing. The, all, the, all the narrative in, at home going, it's bad, there's no rapid test. They're not here either. Yeah, okay. Like, you know, yeah, let's right. be real about it. We spoke to a bloke who in the broadcast centre and he was like, yeah, no, we, we they're really hard to get. Ah. He, we were like, Stig was like, he, he's iron off ours. <laughs> he's thinking that. That's, <laughs> Just say, what do, you want to, what, are the, what do you reckon it's worth, mate? Yeah. I said. Yeah. So, look, it, it's, it's fascinating because now we get to Unveiled and... Uh, there's not a lot of people here, but let's yeah. just talk about the, the CS drama, right? Yeah. We talked about this a bit last week. A lot of companies have pulled out. Mm. Um, it's not going to be the same as it normally is. You know, that's clear. But, mate, it's it's strange because there's clearly, like, there's no one we know is here because there's yeah. all the journos that normally here are not. Yep. Um, there's well, no normally pe- the Australian staff of those companies oh, aren't here either. The PR yeah. people for all those companies yeah. are not we, here. We'd, so. have, we'd have dinner booked every single night with all these different companies. Okay, but that's, that's where your head goes. My head goes to the, you know, someone would normally guide us no, through well, the booths No, that's what I mean too, but I'm saying <laughs> that we'd have a booth tour, but we're on our own this time. Yeah. It's, yeah. Which, look, mate, I'll be honest, I prefer. It's easier. It's, yeah. you know, freedom in a sense. Um, but it's fascinating, mate, because on the show floor, um, and you'll obviously see it on Wednesday, we just went into set up today, it, you know, there's big empty spaces. Yeah, right. A lot of big empty spaces. And so if, I guess the companies CS, would have booked for yeah. their own, like Samsung would be in the same place and LG, same That's, place. But Mercedes, for example, had a big space, as yeah. big as this food court. Yeah. They only pulled out a week ago. Ah. Oh, really? Isn't there like a point of no return where you can't pull out? Like, Google what's the game? Pulled out two weeks ago, so the, right. the, you know, the area out the front. Of the what, do center. they get their deposit back, or how does it work? Oh, There'd be a force majeure or some friggin'. I thing don't the think so. Today. I reckon CTA might say, "Sorry, mate, we're going to keep your deposit." But so there's these big empty spaces. Yeah, right. Now the the organisers say, "Oh, 200 companies withdrew, and another 143 signed up." Yeah. 
thing is, when someone the size of the, this food court withdraws, the people that sign up are the size of this yeah, this, this table, table yeah, we're sitting at, so yes. it's not quite that easy. And, and don't forget, too, there, there's a new, the West Hall, which is like the biggest hall they've ever made, three yeah. levels, and it's it, and the fact that there's now even more space. space. It's what? It's only one level of exhibition space. Okay, but it's so, okay. So let's just call it. It's bigger than any other hall at CES. Yep. So let's say that CES has now got more ex- exhibition space than ever, but less exhibitors than ever. Yes. So it's no, well, it's kind of difficult because the South Hall's not in use. All right. So the South Hall, Gonski. I told us a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, no South Hall at all. They're not using right. it. No. Is that because of COVID or forever now? No, that's, that would be because they don't have enough engineers. Yeah, right. Because yeah. South Hall's normally where all those sort of the little companies are. And so they're in the North Hall. Right. Yeah. So it's a little different now. So South Hall not in use at all. Nope. No, yeah, wow. No. Lights are off. Okay. Nobody's home. Was that announced or something, or you just found that it's out? just on the floor plan. I found that a month ago when they yeah, showed right. the floor plans. Yeah, Okay. It's epic. Well, that'll make navigating the show a little bit easier because it's a bit more, rather than having it, because you've got to go over the bridge to the yeah, South Hall. Right. Well, you've got to go over the bridge to the West Hall now, so... Yeah right. It's across the road. And uh, I wonder if the because there's a nice big press room in the in the bridge toward towards the South Hall. Is that still in use? Do they or not? I, I don't know. I didn't go up there. Must have been then. Well, I don't think it would be because I think that's where their offices and stuff are. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. It, it'll be fascinating. Um, so less people, and we know that. And we'll talk about all the gadgets we saw at Unveil, but let's just talk about the kind of setup here. And you were here yeah. early, standing in the queue. Yeah. We get here at five to five, and normally if you get here at five to five. You're at the very back. There's 2,000 people in front of you. Mate, there was 100 people. Yeah, way, way less. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm here with, with Josh, my, my new video dude, and I was explaining to him. I said, uh, you know, if we were here this time two years ago, if we turn up at this time, the line would already be back to here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. It's strange. It, because then when oh, you go into one yeah, yeah. there was as big a room as ever. As many... Kind of booze Same were, size, were, eh? Were, the, the room <coughs> were registered, but there were so many tables with the sign and no one at them. Yeah, like cola, you know the big um, tapware joint. Yeah, they just didn't turn up. But also a lot of they space there. Mate. There's a lot. There's less exhibitors. More. It was in the same size hall or a couple of ballrooms put together. Yeah, less people, less exhibitors. So there's a lot of space between it was, exhibitors. Mate, it was perfect. Yeah, I'd it was actually it good. I, I was saying that to Josh as well. I said, look, you know, normally you could you're shoulder to shoulder with twenty other people at every single place, and it's tough to get in and get what you need. That's right. But here it was a case of like what we did. We'd we'd sort of mm. go through. We'd go through and say, okay, yeah, let's do something here. Yeah. And so we'd have a chat to the guy, and then right, let's just shoot the piece to camera, and that was it. And then we'd move on. And there, there was plenty of room to grab the product, touch the product, do the B-roll, and then shoot it. Not like last, like it was a bit of a battle usually. Well, I said to you halfway through it, I said, man, I'm going to be here till 8.30. I'm going to need yeah. a lot of time. Because normally you, you go, I want to do this thing, and you got to wait for five people to get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I had to wait twice. You got through t- quickly, yeah. So did we, 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 we spent, I think, two, two hours, 15, 2.20 yeah. in there? Yeah. Yeah. Now, the other thing, when Stig and I, you know, we stay at the Westgate, yep. right, which is right next to the North Hall. Now, normally yep. at the Westgate, you walk through the casino part and you walk through their kind of what is their convention centre, their yep. little, you know, auditorium little area. ballroom, yeah. Ballroom, yeah. And uh, there's, you know, exhibitors from China and stuff there. And then you go over, over a little road into the North Hall. Mate, it's empty. It's uh. a ballroom. There's an event on, I think, you know. It's literally empty. Yeah. There's nothing there. It's the strangest. It's CES light, let's call it, because and the show is being yeah. done virtually. So all the journos back home in Australia, anything they write, they're they're getting off a press release or a uh, video yeah. video conference, right? Right. Which is cool. That's fine if you can yep. do it. But we found last year that it was horrible. 
Yeah, it was. You couldn't discover awful. anything. All yeah. the things we're about to tell you well, about. Unveiled, 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 we couldn't do. It you couldn't do virtually. Because, yeah. So, I mean, we'll just, just you know, pick a random one and then, then, then we'll go through the list. But I'm not going to talk about this one. So, there's a thing called I'm Beside You, right? I can't even <laughs> tell you what it is. It's just some auto augmented yeah. uh, artificial intelligence. It's going to analyze your face, yeah. tell you whether you're angry or not. It, it went off the scale <laughs> with me. Yeah. Um, but how would you have ever found that? Because you wouldn't have searched no. for that company, well, clicked that company. But that's the key. That's the thing with CES. It's discovery. That's right. And and yes, it's yes, you can get your press releases. Yes, you can get your photos and everything, all that info. But I find the delight of CES is that discovery of that's a right. product. Like I can remember years and years ago seeing Sphero for the first time. Remember Sphero? Yes, absolutely. This ball, yeah. little ball thing. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, this is amazing. And you couldn't have appreciated that or seen that. Virtually, you had no to be way. here to see that. So that, that's that's why I like people are thinking, why the hell are these idiots gone to Vegas in this time? It's for that, and plus CES, it kind of sets the agenda for the for the year. What what we're going to be seeing in the tech world in 22, 20, 2022 and beyond. So yeah, right. it's uh, I think I'm I'm happy with my decision to come here, mate. Well, I'm happy you're happy, mate, because I'm happy to be here, and it's good to be sitting across from here. Yeah. This is two blokes talking tech. All right, well, let's get into it. Let's talk Unveiled. Um, Righto. It's a kind of great, fun event. Um, you kick it off. Well, 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 let's just run well, through as we the do. First the thing, first think. product I saw was this uh, a temporary tattoo device. Uh, Digital temporary tattoo so device. So did you get a temporary tattoo? I did. And it was right the, it the, C- <laughs> the CES. <laughs> I should have got the South logo put on. Hey, Joshy boy. Yeah. Josh works for Channel 9. <laughs> I got the Channel 9 logo. Oh, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I should have got the Tech Guide logo put in there. I'm surprised you didn't, mate. No. But no, well, it, it just, it will, uh, that's a good way to describe it, how you can add your own logo, whatever you want to put on your on your body. It's kind of like a, a printer that sort of like a roll-on printer. You sort yeah. of roll it across your skin and it sort of accurately puts the... See, the thing is, it's cool to look at, right? But actually, just think about the uses for this. Now, firstly... You know, corporate days. I thought weddings. Like, what a great thing yeah. to do at a wedding. You know, put you know, you know, Stephen and Joe. You know, and people could yeah. tattoo it on their arm or something. You yeah. know, nice. just fun things like that. There's lots of applications for this, and even just just for promotional purposes. Or yeah. it, does it mean the old stamp to get in the nightclubs dead? You reckon? Maybe oh, they'll use this instead. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, so they can maybe put their logo up there. So it's a small device. It's about the size of a phone. A little yep. bit fatter than a phone. Yep. And uh, yeah, he rolled it on, and boom, there was a logo on my arm. All right. Well, I'll give you this. It's called Cubtail. Now, what it is, is it's a series of sensors. And you get, in a, in a box, you get two or three. And you put them, it's for, it's for new parents, for babies, right? It's about monitoring your baby's activities, but not, right. you know, roaming around because they're babies. You put one next to their cot. You put one at the change table. Now, the one next to the cot has a play and a pause button and like a cloud button. Yeah. So when you put them down, you press play, and that, that times their sleep. When you, when you finish, you press pause, and then you press the cloud button. It sends it to the cloud via Wi-Fi, and it syncs up to the app. Then, separate to that, there's another one. Just sit it next to the change table. You put the baby down. You open it snappy. Big poo in there. <laughs> you press the poo button. Oh. And so, basically... So, it, it gives you, tracks your day and the exactly, sleep. They did a poo then. It yeah, right. crazy, but if you're a parent, and you know... like Because often, you know, mum's at work, you're at work, and you come yeah. back and you swap, and you don't know... Like, has it been a day since this kid's done a massive turd? I don't know. Because <laughs> like, that's actually a sign of a problem, right? Okay, if, they yeah, right. if their digestive system's not working. Anything to help a parent, so good they've thing. So got, they've got uh, nappies, as in that stuff, and also bottles, so feeding. So yeah, right. you have one maybe on near the lounge or in the bedroom. So yep. if mum's giving her a bottle or whatever it is, you can track all that stuff. It's yep. a cool little thing. 
it's a, it's a genuine product, brand new, and I think um, that'll be out in America soon. It's one of those things, and we should preface all this stuff we're talking about. God knows if it'll ever come to Australia, yeah. but it's maybe a, not. Maybe this is about that discovery yeah. part of things. So are you going to talk about the other baby product, or am okay, I going to I'll, do that? I'll throw in with the other baby product. So the AI baby monitor, uh, what's it called? It's a nene. A nene. So this thing. I like weird, this right? one. This was a favourite of mine. This lights up, so you know it's like a baby light. But the thing is, when the baby cries, it analyzes the cry and tells you: Are they angry? Are they sad? Are they, are they bored? Are they bored? You know, and this reminds me. Uh, my mind immediately went. I don't know whether you've even seen this Simpsons episode. There's a Simpsons episode where Homer's brother, who used to be rich, loses all his money and invents another product called the Baby Translator. I do remember that, yes. Do you remember this? That's right. This this reminded me of that. That's gold. The Baby Translator. Do you know know the episode I'm talking about? And Danny DeVito was the voice of his brother. I didn't know that, but yeah. And I remember Marge saying, every parent in America is going to want one of these. It reminded me of that. The guy played a little sound off his phone. Yes. and, And it came up, cry detected. And it said angry, 99.9% yeah, angry. That's an interesting one to demonstrate it with. But, you know, the light can change to relax them and stuff like yeah. that. Now, the thing is, they've got this little unit with just lights and uh, white noise and stuff. There's like thousands of them being used in yeah. Japan. Yeah. So what they've got is they've got a lot of data yep. from cries that have been heard, and they've actually now been able to analyse it. So it is theoretically a baby translator. Oh, it's fascinating, isn't but it? They're, is it? But they're, with AI, I guess, and machine learning, they're learning, okay, yeah, that, that seems to be consistent tone right. for an angry cry. So it's per- being perfected as they go. That's what they're trying to say. Okay, well, let's hit the road, mate. With it, I've got the Tally Smart Helmet. And we've seen Smart Helmets in the past. This one was here a couple of years ago. Yeah. But it was a, a, what do they call it? A minimum viable product. It was kind of a, you know. Yeah, it's all a concept. Concept. Yeah, concept. So basically what it is, it's got, first of all, it's a lighting system. So you can be seen on the road, but it's also your indicators, your brake lights, and if you can just have the lights on so people can see you more clearly on the road. But it's also connected. So you can be connecting your phone. It's voice control. It's got Bluetooth. So you can have like a multi-channel intercom running if you're riding with other people. Yeah. You can answer your calls with your voice. You, you can hear your navigation. And I, uh, the bloke said it also can connect with a smart speaker in your home. So say you might have something like a, a smart product, a, a garage door opener or something, you can activate with your voice as well when you get home. I think the critical thing about this is the the, the technology in the helmet connects to the bike. So it's got a little uh, yep. unit that plugs into the, I guess it's the onboard diagnostics or the computer of the bike. And it's, he says it works with nearly all bikes. And yep. so the, the indicators and stuff aren't something that you need to push a second button. It's it's integrated with the bike. So when you put yeah, well. the indicator on, the bike indicator comes yes, on. Yes, of course. Yeah, so it can indicate. Helmet. Yeah. Like so you don't genius. have to do anything. It's the no. bike. If you're doing it to the bike, it'll 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 pass that on to the helmet. It's, you know. There's also a safety beacon too. So if you have a crash, it can immediately call an ambulance. And the lights are all around it, not just at the back. And the lights can be customised to different yeah. colours. So you can have, like you and me, if we were out biking. <laughs> Um, you know, you'd have a red and green, and I'd have a blue and yellow, and then people would be able to tell which one of us we were. Yeah, right. Because you've got your unique colour, your course. unique signature. I like I it, you having cool. a unique colour. That's great. Now, I have to go mad on you here. This is a crazy, crazy one. Crazy I don't think one. I have any form of uh, pamphlet for it. <laughs> it's called um, Amagabi Ham Ham. <laughs> Japanese, now, I, I take now it. Now, we'll have to go to the tape because I don't remember, but Amagabi in Japanese stands for something on the lines of um, playful biting. Oh, okay? okay. Something like that. Okay. And Amagami Ham Ham is a little teddy bear. When you stick your finger in its mouth, it nibbles it. Okay. 
So, hang gentlemen, on. I so, present to you I know, uh, the product of CES 2022. I know that um, that's kind of like a baby thing, eh? When a, a baby, when they're teething, they like to chew your finger? Yeah. Is, is that meant to and replicate something like that? No. I don't, he, he, the or is it like a comfort me, thing? What is it? He, he had no answer for, that, for what? <laughs> he had no answer for the Mate, question Mate, did he rip why. this off from another idea, from another product that he might have don't seen in a certain store? There, Stephen. But like, the I don't good know. news is it's a tiny, tiny little teddy bear. Is so there any... Oh, okay, so it's got a li- so it's a teddy bear. Let me put it to you this way: your thumb wouldn't fit in its mouth, right? But your pinky finger would, right? Oh, Stephen has man. And hands, where it was so ma- where it was made in Japan? Japan, yeah. Okay, stop. <laughs> uh, I'm just asking questions. That's mate. amigami ham ham. If it comes to market, I'd be amazed. <laughs> yeah, I reckon that it might be ripped off for other purposes, but anyway. Yeah. Let's move on, mate. Let's take to the skies. Uh, I saw. Did you see Vettel? No. Which is a Sebastian Vettel's a Formula One driver. Well, it, it is a. Well, this is V E T A L. Is that how you pronounce oh, that? Vettel. It's metal, but with a V. Okay. No. Well, this is. You know, you've heard of a fixed wing craft, and you've heard of a drone. Yeah. This is both. Right. So it has vertical takeoff and landing, V-top, like a drone. Yeah. And then it, once it gets airborne, then it flips down and it's a, it's a fixed wing craft as well. Right. Already in use, so like industrial use for like uh, mapping and right, road yes. constructions in some countries. Do you remember, let's say five, six years ago, Parrot had the yes. fixed wing drone? Yes. Because it was all about the distance. It I remember travel. it. We were, they had the launch in Australia at Bondi Golf Club yeah. and uh, a couple of people crashed it. Well, me, but um, yeah, I remember that. I remember that day. But this is actually looks similar to it. It's really light, made of composite material, weighs about five kilograms, and that's with the battery and the camera on board, Mm. and the payload. So the type of cameras is interchangeable. So whether you want like an infrared camera or a mapping camera or whatever, Mm. that's changeable. Uh, And so they're trying to sort of move it into more the prosumer space, sort of try to sort of cut DJI's grass a little bit. But it a really interesting. It looks like it looks like something Batman would use. Did you see it? Did yeah, you see it on the set? It looked like the Batman. As soon as I realised it was vertical takeoff drone, it wasn't a potential. No, it was you interesting. Know, thing yeah, you I, I found that interesting. Out. Yeah. Okay. I went. There was an Indy car um, that was not autonomous. It was a genuine everyday Indy car, and I say the not autonomous thing because I'll probably talk about one later that was. But there was an Indy car sitting there, and I'm thinking, okay, oh, you've got my attention as you do. There's I'm a car here. Guy. Hello. Yeah. And I went, oh, there's headphones. So we'll come back to that. And I said to the bloke, well, tell me about the headphones. He goes, they're not headphones. I went. Mate, they look a lot like headphones. <laughs> he goes, they're um, they're hearing protectors. I said, oh, earplugs. He goes, they're not earplugs. He was very, Ooh. frankly, aggressive. I'll be honest, because <laughs> um, I did a video. He's only said, explained it fifty-eight you know, times before you. You don't you. need um, uh, earplugs. These are new. Da, da, da. And he goes, they're, they're hearing protectors, high fidelity earring protectors. So what they are, they look like earplugs, but they've got these kind of grooves in them. And so what you do, you stick them in your ears, and essentially they're letting enough air in, a sound in, yeah. that you can still hear. Yeah. So if you and I were at a racetrack or a concert or something loud, we put these in. Like my kids, when we go to the monster trucks, loud, crowd, sound, everything, put them in, protect their ears. And you can still talk to each other. Because with earplugs uh-huh. in, you can't bloody talk to each yeah, other. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, right. So it's actually a brilliant so idea. So it lets voice through, but not other sound. So no, it lets, a... lets all sound through. It's just uh. not as loud. Oh, all right. So it just dampens everything. So it's, it's, not, a, it's not an ear plug. It's an ear dampener. It's a high-fidelity hearing protector. Okay, nice. Okay. Well, you know what? In the times we're living in, mate, here's a here's a, a product that is current. It's the Air Joam Mask, French company, as you might have assumed oh, from the, the name. French love unveiled. This is the well, it's a mask, but it's it's a high tech mask. So it's right. a it's a respiratory protection device. They call it. So it's got a filter built a in. Respiratory protection device. It's yes. a mask. 
Well, it's it's well. I think the ideal thing, and you can see from their flyers, sort of, it's all about reducing pollution. Like, you yeah. know, people breathe in a lot of pollutants and you yeah. know, car exhausts and all kinds of things. So, if you're concerned about that, they've got you covered. But right. it just so happens that we're in a period now where there's COVID everywhere, and people are people are concerned about it. They're saying that this will kill 99.94 percent of any COVID detected. So it'll protect you basically from COVID. 99.94%. Man, I'm worried about the 0.06. Well, it's, I don't think they can even... No one could ever say 100%. Dead but old, they basically it? said, if you wear this mask, you won't catch COVID. That's it's basically what they said. And it, it's got a just, little battery pack you've got to wear on just, your hip. Yeah, let's just so there's, there's some, uh, there's some look, caveats with it. You look like you're about to go into warfare, into maybe, a zombie aquatic. Maybe, but you're not going to get COVID, though. No COVID for you. You're wearing this mask. ridiculous. No well, COVID. Let's talk pets. Um, there was a couple of dog collar things. One of them was a ridiculous Japanese thing that was $400. But another one, American thing called Invoxia, I-N-V-O-X-I-A. Yep. Pretty big dog collar. So you put this on Ziggy and Zaggy, right? Yep. And it will, it knows their heart rate and everything, so you can get a bit of bit of health oh. info. Knows their activity. Wow. Knows their sleep. And it's GPS tracking. 100 bucks in the wow. US and a subscription. So basically, instead of being a high price... It's a subscription, so you get data and all this kind That's of things. That's cool. I reckon... And uh, also, uh, the subscription, I think, would cover the GPS tracking because it would need some sort of 4G uh, connectivity, I'm assuming. Well, as a dog owner, I reckon that would be really good because they're good to know that information about your dog. Yeah. And there are some days where you can tell there's something up with the dog. Yes. You'd say, oh, Ziggy's not himself today, or no, Logan's a little bit, he didn't eat his breakfast, or you're thinking, what's wrong with him? Yeah. You sense that as an owner, but having the sort of that data would really, you know, whether you want to take him to the vet or not, that would sort of be yeah. that little well, I, I think info. Any, there's money in pets, big money. Absolutely. So I think that's a cracker. That's a good one. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did see, and I, I did notice this on Kickstarter, I've got to say, Chess Up. I followed right. the progress of this product on Kickstarter. It's finally available. It's going to be... Uh, on sale okay. in March. Yep. It's going to be, I think, about three fifty US. Yep. And basically, this it's a smart chess set, a chess board that gives you, when you touch the piece, it lights up the board to present your possible moves, danger so moves. Is it to teach you? Well, it's for both. It's to say that I'm playing someone really good, and say I'm playing a, a grandmaster. It's like a handicapping system. Like I can get all the clues, and they don't. So I can but they sort can of see the. Well, I, I know they, they can, can see but, but they anyway. can probably see that anyway. But you get to know. Okay, if I move here, there's a red spot. I'm in danger. If it's green, it's a good move. If it's blue, it's okay. So you can play against a person. You can play against the computer. You can also connect to all the popular apps, including Chess.com. I think Chess that there's an app so that sorry, you can. Sorry, sorry, stop. You sound very knowledgeable. Are you playing chess online? I played a lot of chess. Yeah, I like chess. Online? Mm, sometimes, yeah. If I've got five minutes, I might have a game. If I thought Star Wars was bad enough, this has taken it to a new level. Well, I've got a, I've got a set... Oh, um, did you know that? I've got, a, I've got a set um, a, a board that's sort of like you can play against... It's a board where you press your, your square and then it moves to the other square and then you do the same for the computer that you're playing against. I've got a board like that. This is kind of this on steroids. This is that taken to the next level with the... The pieces are nicely weighted so that... I'm never going to accept the move. term nerd as it applies to me ever again <laughs> because I'm not a nerd. You are a nerd. Yeah, I don't mind this, but you can play... It'll store your game in the app so you yep. can analyse where you went wrong yep. and you can play against other people through the app as well. So, yeah, right. Chess Up coming to uh, coming on the market in March. About three years ago in Berlin uh, at IFA, I saw a product uh, called Quobo. 
And it's here again. Uh, What's it called? Quobo? Kubo, Quobo, who knows? It's stupid. Spell it. It's, it doesn't matter. Okay? <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Q-U-O-O-B-O, okay? okay. Uh, it's a big cushion with a tail. Oh, is this the one that um, is like a comfort toy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a new one. It's smaller. Is anywhere you can put your finger in it or something? Not like the other one? <laughs> <laughs> this is a non... It was non... on the same table as the Amiabi. Yeah, well, you know what? Is it a Japanese product too? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm just thinking. They've, they've got you covered for no matter what sort of this fetishes thing, this you have. This can react to sound, react to movement, react to touch, and it's got a little heartbeat. So... Basically, if you're alone, you can have this on your chest. I remember this one. I feel comforted by this thing here, and you pat it, the tail wags. I was talking about it, and the tail wagged even faster. The equivalent, I think, I remember talking on the radio about this, is like having holding a a, a baby in your arms. You know, how often, you remember when your kids were babies, and they'd fall asleep in your arms, and you'd fall asleep too? It's like that, isn't it? Do you remember that? I do remember that. Wow, you've got a really long memory. Oh, shut up. I know my kids are a lot older than yours, but I remember, mate. Yeah. My memory, as you know, is a lot better than yours. Yes. Yeah, your kids are younger than me, and you don't remember that no, either, do right. you? Yeah. So there you have it. Moving on, Trev. Now, have you ever been in a job where you're standing up a lot? No. Oh, bake- when I was at a, at a bakery, yeah. Okay, there you go. Well, yeah, even if you're like, you might be a, like a retail worker, or you might be working in a hospital, like a nurse or a doctor. Now, let's just go back to the beachside bakery at Adelong. Yeah, go on. There is a product called the Archelis. Now, this is like an eco skeleton. It's like a thing you wear on your legs. Did you put can- this on? I didn't. I don't oh, think it would have right. fit me. But it's basically you put it. It's like these, this because frame you put on your legs. Yeah, and you can have removed the strain of standing with this thing on. So it's like you're sitting, takes the weight off you so you can sit Stephen, while you're standing. Sit on a chair. Well, if there's no chair around, what do you do? Get a chair. Well, if there's what no you chair, you can Buy a chair, for Christ's sake. Well, it's, it's designed for those people who freely... that You can freely walk with it when you want. Then you can adjust the little knobs on the knees and then you can sit back into it and you're sitting down. But it looks like you're standing up still. So whether Is it like you, those dudes down at Circular Quay that are all painted and they look like they're... You've got to throw $10 that's in? It. That's, it. <laughs> that's a good... I, I might, that might be a good product to buy just to get the, uh, in the cash busking just game. Just get in the busking game. If this thing doesn't work out... Not quite as drastic. I know exactly what you're talking about and yeah. I know how that's done, by the way, yeah. but it is uh, separate to that. So design, like you think about the, 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 I've got the brochure here, and I think this is a, this is a, it is, I think it, I, I, I'm going to say an Asian product. I don't know whether it's Japanese, Chinese, or what it is, but there are images in the pamphlet of like doc, like nurses and doctors. Like imagine this, like imagine this old mate here wearing his, his skeleton. He's operating on you, and he wants to take a load off. He can he can sit into this Archelis ecoskeleton and be comfortable standing up without a chair. I think this is the future. <laughs> you had to see this. Did you not see this? I did, and I don't like Would it. Would have been a good video. We got some good B-roll for this. It's good. Good on you, mate. Yeah. Really Check it out, fun. mate. Check it out. Um, now, this is a product I've seen in Europe because uh, Daniel Elias, in fact, has tested this out, the Bob dishwasher. Ah. But there's a new version that actually uh, essentially is, has worldwide regulation so that it'll work in more countries because of the power consumption. Yep. But basically, it's a benchtop dishwasher. So for people with caravans or studio apartments, they don't have a dishwasher, you put this on your kitchen bench or in your caravan, three litres of water in it, or you can plumb it if you want, and it does your dishes. It's a dishwasher for for one or two people. So, you know, three or four plates, three or four bowls, some knives and forks, and it's done. It's not a big... It's like the size of 
let's say it's a quarter the size of a normal dishwasher. Right. Like half the half. So the it's about the, the not not as big as a microwave. Uh, half the width of a microwave, but taller than a microwave. All right. Yeah. So it's quite a okay. tall unit. And it's it's not like it's the size of an air fryer. It's bloody big. And so you can put water in it. Not you know, it doesn't have to be connected just to water. Power, yeah. You just put your own water in. You can plug be, it in. He boom. said the van life community. So like on oh, Facebook. Oh yeah. Huge. Huge. I should tell my son. Thing. My son Aaron would love this. He goes driving away, camping a lot in his truck. Anything to get away from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's very funny, Trev. My last one here is video window. Okay. So this basically transforms a window into a screen so at the moment it's a mono it's a monochrome product oh really so say it's it's ideal for like public use sort of like use in airports hospitals schools where you where you need to have a display but you might not have room for the display but you got room for a window so turns that window it can be completely clear or completely uh, opaque and then transformed into an information board. Say you're at the airport and you, you think you're looking out the window, then a, minute, a second later, that's your flight information is up on that window. Now, I was asking him, I, I probed a little further, Trev. I said, how soon before this is a colour TV? Oh, yeah, that's And he said, look, he, he reckons it's at least five years away. Oh, really? Where you think about it, say you're living in an apartment, you've got this, this unbelievable view... And you want to be able to watch it, look at it whenever you want. Yeah. But you don't have a wall to put on, put your TV on. The sun becomes the backlight of your television. Yeah. So it, it, it lights up. Not at night time you're screwed because it won't work at night because it needs the sun. But they're, they're, these are little issues. But I think in the in the cases they've taught, like in museums, transport Just hubs, shopping malls. Drive the car, park it in front of the, the house and shine the lights. That's a good idea. Yeah. You can maybe just put your ring light outside and that's your backlight for your TV. There you go. But, yeah, uh, yeah this is the video window. So it's kind of a, a live product that makes use of an existing thing and turns it into something else. So window Fair turns enough. into a display. So just finally, I mentioned the IndyCar earlier. There was a second IndyCar there and this one's autonomous. Not they're, they're, two IndyCars. They're testing this out at the Vegas Speedway later in the week. There's going to be an autonomous IndyCar race. So in, what? in the driver's seat is a computer with LiDAR sensors and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so they're going to put this IndyCar out racing with what? no driver. Wow. Can you imagine? Like, Hang on a minute. So is every car in, or just one is, car? The theory is that it could be multiple cars that are autonomous. Oh, so I they're going to put it in a race with humans. I don't know what they're going to do on Friday, but they've got an IndyCar that can race itself. Wow. Without a human behind the wheel, without a remote control, it will, it will make its own decisions. Obsolete. Which is fascinating, but think about it though, right? Because... So the thing is, right, I don't love Formula 1. Formula E, the electric, I don't really like. It's not that it, it just, I just don't like the look or sound of it, right? Yeah. And there's this challenge about, you know, making that the next big thing. So if you take the driver out, what happens? Because um, there's two possibilities. One, things that currently happen don't happen because drivers, you know, essentially push against the rules and, and yeah. you know, maybe break them slightly. And secondly, drivers don't actually push to the limit because they fear a computer doesn't have yeah, fear, right? right. So does, does it go faster? Well, yeah. Is it going to be conservative or is there like a, a program where say, listen, you know, be more less conservative, more and, and daring? And the thing is, a driver, so they go out for practice on Friday and Saturday because they need to find the limit. Drivers spin. They crash. Yeah. Because they need to find what is the limit. How fast can I go? I see one problem, though. Yeah. When, if this wins the race, how's it going to spray the champagne on itself? It's not going to, it's a little short oh, circuit. That's solid motor racing, <laughs> you know, insight, Stephen. 
that's that's what I see at the end of the race, mate. The bloke with the big bottle spraying the champers normally is the bloke so who won the race. Is that, that right? Is, that is unveiled. A lot of crazy fun stuff. You'll read about these on techguide.com to you and see videos Stephen's made. You'll, you'll uh, hopefully see a few of them on eftm.com. It's you know it's just the the the, the very fine start yeah. of it for us. We've got a few press announcements tomorrow. But really, the show starts in two days with the show doors opening up. We'll we'll finally see how many people are here. Yeah, because this was shocking. Like, yeah, yeah no, it was uh, it was noticeably lighter on people and no, lighter on exhibitors. You think about how much easier it was to get through this. That's going to be the same on the show floor. Yeah, like the Sony stand, for example, big stand normally, uh, and it looks as big this year. Um, normally, you know, you got to walk around, you got to wait to kind of hear what. Mate, if there's less people, you'll be able to get through it all quicker. Absolutely, yeah. So I think we might see but more. But you know what? But the thing is, like today, and I'm sure you'll agree, I still got about the same amount of content from the I've day definitely than the I did amount. two years ago. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back. Follow everything we're doing on our social media. And, of course, read up on techguide.com.au and eftm.com. We'll be back during the week with another follow-up CES edition of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen, I'll see you during the show. Look forward to it. Thanks, mate. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec.